Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of the Selling Greenville podcast. I am your host, as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in Greenville, South Carolina, where we have been having, uh, again, the most unusual weather I have ever seen in a year. 2020 is just out to get us. The other day, it was a high, in the high 50s. I don't know what is happening. We're in the middle of June. I'm recording this uh, on June 18th. We are in the middle of June and having days where the highs are in the, uh, in the high 50s. That is unbelievable. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, here we are. It's 2020. This type of stuff just happens now. I joked on my social media that it's like Narnia, for those of you that have seen it or read the books, where it is always winter and never Christmas. That's what it feels like this year, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of ready for for a new phase uh, of the year to to come through here. Nonetheless, here we are. Uh, we continue to to do our thing in the real estate game. Uh, a lot of us are starting to to pick up in our business, and today I want to talk about what the market is doing because the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors released their monthly statistics to realtors. I want to discuss that. Uh, but real quick before we do that, just the, the normal housekeeping we always have to do is uh, if you need to contact me for any reason, please look in the show notes. If you don't already have my phone number or my email, those will be in there. And I am more than happy to help you if you need a realtor, if you know someone that needs a realtor here in Greenville or in the upstate, I am your guy. I am more than happy to help you. I have the bandwidth. I have you know team resources at my disposal. We have an assistant as part of that. We have ways to be able to handle uh, a lot of volume that happens all at the same time. So I have the bandwidth to take on more clients. Please let me know uh, if you are interested or if you know someone else that's interested in uh, buying or selling real estate. No deal is, is too small for me. That is, has been my calling card for a long time now uh, and something that uh, I take pride in. And uh, of course, as I always say, shameless plug, if you like this show, please subscribe to it to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Please give us a rating or review. Um, Give us feedback. You can contact me directly as well if there's something that you would like for us to cover. I would love to know that. I try to cover things if I get special requests for those things. Uh, And uh, so yeah, one of the things that I've, I've heard from multiple people is they like when we cover what's happening in the local market here, because it's different in Greenville than it is nationwide for a variety of reasons. Um, But what some of you are experiencing in places uh, on the West Coast or in Florida or in other places where some of you that are out of state that I've talked to, it's different than what we're experiencing here in Greenville. Now we had, as we expected and as I predicted, a dip in May, particularly in closed sales. And this has taken our annual closed sales. Again, all of these statistics I'm presenting today are courtesy of the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors. I have not done any additional statistics like I've done in the past. I'm simply looking at the Greater Greenville Association right now. Um, We have seen in the GGAR an 18.2% dip in closed sales for the year. That's a pretty substantial dip. We're we're almost at 20%. Fewer closed sales year on year through May uh, versus 2019. So that's that's a big difference. Uh, the uh, one year change in month's supply of inventory they're saying is a 17.6 percent 
difference. So the closed sales and the inventory, uh, the closed sale decrease and the inventory increase are about the same percentage. Um, so that is somewhat to be expected. Uh, again, I discussed last week that sometimes these months inventory statistics can be off and, and that was the case last month. Um, I'll get to that here in a second. So don't, um, don't take all of that as like, oh man, we're definitely entering a buyer's market. Um, I'm still cautioning that. There's a lot of conflicting data here that, uh, that we need to discuss. All right, so I'm just gonna kind of go, I'm not gonna cover every single page. There's 19 pages here of market statistics that the Greater Greenville Association gave us, but I'm gonna go through uh, a few different th highlights that I find uh, interesting and that I think that those of you that are listening will be most interested in. So uh, new listings, and again, some of this data they revise. So some of this data might be different than what we discussed last month um, in terms of their April data. So I apologize for that. They, they go back and they revise some things um, after I guess they get more data. Um, but uh, what we had in this market for new listings, we had in March, so going back to March, we had an increase in new listings year on year. So we had more people list homes in March than we had had the previous year. So that was right before you know all the social distancing happened, right before people started getting scared. Um, and then after that, we really took a nosedive. April went down 17.3% uh, fewer listings year on year. And then May, here we go, we continued the plunge, 24.5% fewer listings year on year. We had uh, 1,524 new listings that happened in May of this year. May of 2019 had, well, 2019, uh, interestingly, uh, new listings, so almost uh, almost entirely a quarter of fewer listings year on year. So people are really holding back on selling their homes. Um, I know I have several uh, potential clients that are doing updates to their homes and kind of getting their homes ready, uh, probably looking to sell later this summer, maybe in the fall. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of people are doing that and uh, probably a good portion of those people that are not selling their home are people that um, will not sell their home, that they would have if the market were different, if there wasn't COVID-19, but they have chosen, you know, this is not the year, we're going to stay put, we're going to keep our home, and we're just going to uh, ride this out. Now, pending sales, this one was the big one. Um, so, the way GJR describes this is it's a count of the properties on which offers have been accepted in a given month. Okay, so pending sales were down year on year, 57.4%. All right, so last month was, was high. Last month, or, or I should say April, April was high where it was down 18.7%. And we knew that that was going to trickle into, uh, into the market, that that would basically directly correlate to closing sales, and it did. Our closing sales were down 18.2%, which is almost exactly the same number as what the pending sales were down in April. So pending sales in May were down 57.4%. That is insane. Um, if, that, if the data continues in the same way that it did last month, 
then what that means is that our closing sales for the month of June are going to also be down uh, close to 57.4%. Now, I sure hope that's not the case, but it sure looks like it will be. Now, a lot of us are starting, our business is starting to pick back up. So I anticipate there's going to be a big upswing uh, that we see in, in pending sales probably for the month of June. And maybe that will continue into July. Normally in July, it's kind of a down month in our market as people go on vacation or what, what have you. Um, that might not happen this year. The interesting thing that's going to happen is with there being so much, so fewer listings coming on, are we going to run into a situation where we, we have even less supply for the buyers out there? A lot of buyers entering the market and they're finding that there's just no homes available. I think that's, uh, I think that's a very good possibility and it's something that we have to, uh, to continue to monitor. Um, we've already just discussed closed sales. Um, we're down 18.2%. That's our next page. Um, days on market. Days on market actually went down. That's interesting. And, and these are defined by the GGR as average number of days between when a property is listed and when an offer is accepted in a given month. All right. So that went down from 49 days in May of 2019 to 48 days in May of 2020. So just a one day improvement. But for all practical purposes, that's within the margin of error. Basically, people that are buying homes, they're doing it in the same way, uh, in the same time frames as they uh, normally would and normally do. So what about sales prices? Well, this is also where we have some, uh, again, some data for sellers that is positive where the median sales price went up year on year 3.6%. And we have not seen, besides January, which is kind of a, an unusual month, uh, we have basically seen every month since January increase the median sales price. And again, for those of you who don't know what median is, it's the middle number in a sequence of numbers. So we, we like to look at the median sales price when we're looking at real estate transactions as opposed to the average sales price because properties that are really, really expensive in a market where uh, most properties here are selling in the mid 200s, properties that sell for 800, 900,000, a million will really skew the average numbers. So in our market, the median sales price is a really good indicator of kind of what the average is. The median sales price in May of 2020 was 228,000. Our 12 month median is 220,000. So we're, we're holding, you know, pretty, pretty good. We're seeing an uptick there. Uh, May of 2019 was 2020,000. And, uh, and the 12 month count at that point was 210,000. So our 12 month is up 4.8%. Um, and then our year on year is up uh, 3.6% from uh, 220,000 in 2019, May of 2019 to uh, May of this year was $228,000. So that's good. And of course, the average sales price also went up 3.1%. Um, the fact that it went up 3.1% versus the median going up 3.6% um, indicates probably that a few of those pricier homes uh, are not selling at the same clip that they did, uh, that, that they have at other times, which is unsurprising, unsurprising. So the average home sale here is, uh, 
for May of 2020 was 266,426 versus 258,335 last May. Um, so that all of those are continuing to rise. We are not seeing the market causing home prices to fall. Similarly, on the percentage of list price received, this is a very important statistic. Um, again, the GGR uh, definition, percentage found when dividing a property's sales price by its most recent list price. And that's an important distinction because that does factor in uh, uh, potential price changes. If someone listed their home and then several months later, they lower the price. Um, so it's a percentage found when dividing a property sales price by its most recent list price, then taking the average for all properties sold in a given month, not accounting for seller concessions. So we're taking the most recent price, potentially after price reductions, and then we are not accounting for seller concessions. So we're not factoring in maybe if a seller paid for some closing costs or gave a warranty. What is the percentage uh, of, the, uh, of the list price that the home is being sold for? We are consistently around 98%. May of 2020 was 98.4%, and that is up 0.2% from the 98.2% that we saw in May of 2019. Um, so again, people that have their homes listed, they are those homes uh, after potential price reductions tend to sell for roughly 98% of what they are listed for. Obviously, uh, that's if they're if they're listed for the for the right price. Um, not a, not uh, surprisingly, our housing affordability index um, has gone uh, has gone low. It's it's reached the same number uh, of 104 which is the same number that we had in March of this year. So that's, that's a low number. Housing affordability um, is, not, is not improving here in the area. Houses are becoming less and less affordable over time. Um, that housing affordability number, just to kind of give you a reference point, it reached its peak around 2011. So that's why I tend to think that 2011, um, kind of, or sorry, the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, that was kind of when the recession in the housing market here in Greenville reached its worst point. Those housing affordability uh, index numbers were in the 180s at that point. Um, and now we dropped to 104, which uh, is lower than it was in 2007. In 2007, it was around 110. So our housing affordability has completely uh, eclipsed what it was pre-Great uh, Recession. So I think that this is probably here to stay. Some people might say, well, that's indicative that another recession is coming. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to say that. Obviously, we are already in a recession from the coronavirus, but I mean a more permanent type of thing. I'm not ready to say that just yet. All right, so we talked about inventory, how this is a number that I'm not exactly sure what GJR does, what the Greater Greenville Association does in terms of why they go back and revise previous months, um, but um, but last month it was higher than than what they reported it now. So now they're saying April that there was no increase or decrease in month supply of inventory. They're saying it was three point four percent. So I'm going to caution that this month they're saying it is four percent, which would be an increase from the three point four percent of May of 2019. But I'm going to caution that that is likely to be revised 
next month when they come out with this, it'll probably go back down uh, into that three, uh, three and a half uh, month range, which is squarely a seller's market. Even four months of inventory, that is squarely a seller's market. I've set, told you guys this before, until we reach six months, that's when we kind of consider it to be neither a seller's nor a buyer's market. Um, so even if we had an increase in inventory up to 4%, uh, uh, sorry, up to four months of inventory, um, I don't see that as really being indicative of a major market change in and of itself. We, uh, again, you look at all the other statistics, percentage of list price perceived, the median price, the average price, all of those indicate that the seller is still in the driver's seat. The fact that we may have had a slight increase in month's supply of inventory, um, that strikes me as more of an anomaly than anything. I'm not, um, I'm really not putting much stock in that. And like I said, next month I will, I would almost put money on it that that number for May will somehow get redacted and will appear lower uh, when they come out with these stats again uh, next month. Now, if you think, I haven't really gone over this in the past, but I'm kind of interested in discussing this for just a minute. So they, they break it down, some of these statistics, uh, further by price range, by bedroom count, and by property type. And there are some interesting things to consider here. So the closed sale numbers. This is based on a rolling 12-month total. But if you look at the by price range closed sales, there, uh, uh, an image starts to come into focus here. And that image is that it's actually somewhat counterintuitive, but I think I know why, or at least I have a theory. Um, the image is that the homes on the lower end of the spectrum, so how are we defining the lower end? Well, if the median sales price is in the 230s and the average is in the 260s, we, we have to think below that, maybe quite a bit below that. So maybe let's consider the lower end in, in the upstate here to be at the very least below 200,000, um, we might even say below 150. Um, just you know, you, you see a lot of homes between 150 and 200,000 that are pretty comparable to homes in the two to 250 range. So let's just call. And, and again, I'm not trying to uh, to make this as a pejorative. The low end. Um, that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, I believe that there are good property purchases on all ends of the spectrum, but just for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to call purchases below, or closed sales below 150000 roughly the low end for this market. That is the end of the price range that has been hit the hardest the past 12 months in terms of closed sales. Um, between uh, So between zero and $100,000 closed sales. Now understand, um, this probably includes... Um, lots, residential lots, land, some other things like that. It's not clear in the GAR, but I'm pretty sure that's that's what it is. So between zero and 100,000, we have seen a decrease in closed sales the past rolling 12 months by 25.4%. Um, now, to put that in, in perspective, that price point is also, also indicating it would be on the lower end of the spectrum because there would be less in most markets, there is less supply on the lower end of the spectrum. Um, by far, that's the lowest number of houses per group here. So there, there were only 700 past 12 rolling months, 723 homes 
below 100,000 that have sold. To put that in perspective, that sweet spot that we discussed, um, which would be in the mid twos, uh, so in, uh, in, in these statistics, they categorize it between 200,000 and $1 and 300,000. There were 5,068 closings uh, the past rolling 12 months in that price point between 200 and 300,000. So only 723 below 100,000. There are not a lot of homes available below 120 uh, $100,000 and and uh, there's not a whole lot of them selling. Um, and and below 150,000 it's similar. That went down year on year 14.9% to 1800 this uh, this year versus last year. So there are two things I think happening here. One is that there's just not very many homes in that price point that are available. If you're an investor or uh, an owner-occupant looking for a home below 100,000 in the Greater Greenville Association of Realtors, there's not a lot available. Um, but it's probably also has to do with the fact that in recent months that banks have really started uh, tightening up their requirements for buyers with lower credit, the type of buyers that would typically be purchasing homes in that price point, and on investors as well, which are also a major demographic that buy in that lower price point in this area. So uh, if you're trying to sell between uh, zero to $150,000, understand there is a less of a market out there than there was before. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to have a hard time selling. It just kind of depends on a lot of other factors, but you should be aware of that. All the other price points have seen increases in closed sales the past 12 months. Um, between 150 and 200,000 is up 6.2 percent. Between 200 and 300, we already discussed, up 12.6. And uh, 300,000 and above is up 16.9 percent. Also very interesting. Um, the homes, so they, they do this by bedroom count, and, and they say two bedrooms or fewer. Actually, they say two bedrooms or less. That is incorrect. It should be two bedrooms or fewer. If you're with a GGAR and you're listening to me, be sure to correct that. Um, so they, they categorize it two bedrooms or less, which should be fewer, three bedrooms or four bedrooms or more. And of course, the largest category is the three bedroom category. But out of all of these, the only one that had decrease in closed sales is the two bedrooms or less category, which makes sense. Those would be the ones that would tend to be those cheaper homes that we saw um, suffer the most. So that went down 2.8% uh, in, in this uh, rolling 12-month May 2020 versus May 2019, the three-bedroom category is up 6.2%, and the four or more is up 5.8% um, in the, the rolling 12 months. Um, that said, if you look at days on market, um, we kind of see the opposite. Uh, days on market is up for all the categories, um, except for those homes that are 200,000 and above. So while well, I said it's the opposite, it kind of depends on how you're looking at it. Um, but basically $100,000 and below homes, their days on market um, is, is basically holding steady in the 12 months, 42 days on market last year versus this year. Um, if you're in the 100 to 150,000 price point the past 12 months, you've seen a slight increase in the number of days on market. That was very low. 
Um, the 12, 12 months that ended in May of 2019 saw only 32 days on market um, based on uh, based on the way uh, they calculate this, which the GGR defines as average number of days when a property is listed and an offer is accepted. So 32 days, um, that's by far the lowest category. Uh, that went up to 34 the past 12 months. Um, we've seen the 150 to 200 price point increase from 41 to 43 the past 12 months. And um, then we've basically seen a very slight decrease, 0.2% and 1.8% on the other price points. 200 to 300,000 is taking about 58 days, uh, 300,000 above taking 72 days versus 73 days uh, the year before. So uh, those are just some, some quick numbers, days on market. Um, if you're selling a home basically below 200,000, you can expect on average, it'll go under contract within a year and a, with, sorry, within a month and a half. Um, if you're above that price point, you're looking at, at more like two to two and a half months. Um, my numbers for my listings, uh, by far outpace those numbers. Uh, and, and I won't go into all the details on that. But a lot of these are obscured by listings that are just overpriced and just sit on the market for a really, really long time. Um, that is pretty much all that I wanted to look at. Actually, we'll look at one other quick thing, and that is we talked about the inventory levels. Um, and here we go with homes, um, the, the inventory levels with homes under 100000 and below down 21.9%. Um, based on the GGR definition, which is the number of properties available for sale in active status at the end of the most recent month based on one month of activity. Um, so the 100,000 and below price point, there is 20, basically 22% fewer homes available May of this year versus May of last year, but all the other categories are up. 100 to 150,000, that's up 13.6%. 150 to 200 up 19.3%, 200 to 300 up 21.9%, 300 and above up 9.6%. All that that means is that there are more houses sitting out there. And even though there are a lot of good numbers for sellers uh, to look at, the one number that is concerning is that the homes that have been on the market for a little bit and haven't sold, they are starting to languish a bit on the market with the exception of that below $100,000 price point. And, and that is uh, mostly because, probably because there's just not as many coming for sale. There's not as big of a market as we discussed, not as many coming available for sale because there's just not a, a lot of homes in that price point anymore. And, uh, and ultimately there is uh probably a lot more demand for that under $100,000 price point than there is supply, even with the demand having gone down due to uh, lending restrictions. Um, and so in terms of the month's supply of inventory, uh, the way they calculate it, the, um, the price point that has seen the biggest increase in month's supply of inventory is actually the $100,000 to $150,000 price point. That went up from May 2019, 1.6 months, 
which is really, really low. I mean, that's unbelievably low. So it went from 1.6 to 2.3. So that's a, a big increase, but I'm not sure what that says anything because you're talking about 2.3 months of inventory. That's like nothing, all right? Uh, 100,000 and below is at 2.1%, which is a slight increase year on year. 150 to 200,000, the inventory levels are up to, to, to 2.6 versus 2.2 months last year. So that's a 16.7% increase. Um, 200 to 300,000 went up to 3.9 months. And then, and, and here's exactly what I was saying before. Um, it's the 300 and above that is, that is dragging down uh, a few of these numbers. The months of inventory, if you're selling a home for 300,000 and above, that is a, a seven-month level of inventory. So, um, and again, uh, probably a lot of these are going to end up changing. They're probably going to go back and redact some of this next month. Um, I'm not su super worried about any of that. I, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't put a ton of stock into that. The main thing to look at there is that the 300000 above, that is where there is a lot of inventory. Everything else is pretty low. So, if you're looking at a home 300,000 and above, right now it is I, I wouldn't say it's a buyer's market because that's a really wide range. Um, but at 7 months of inventory versus 6.6 .6 last year, that is more that is more leaning towards the buyer than the seller at that point. So just keep that in mind. If you're looking at anything below 300,000, you you are more or less looking at it being still more the seller in the driver's seat. I would say that because it jumps from 200 to 300,000 being 3.9 months to 300 and above being 7 months, I would venture to say probably the 300 to 400 price point, the level of inventory probably isn't anywhere near 7. It's probably a lot closer to you know, four and a half, five, which would still be a seller's market. Now, if you're looking above four or five hundred thousand, um, you as a buyer, you have some some good leeway there. You have you're a little bit more in the driver's seat at that point, not completely in the driver's seat. You know, seven months of in uh, of supply of inventory is not a major buyer's market. We've seen it go to nine, ten months um, around here. You know, back when things were bad, um, but that is just something to consider as you're looking at houses. So I hope that that was all helpful. Again, just as a reminder, you can always reach me anytime. If you have any questions, if you want to discuss this, I love discussing this data with my clients. A lot of them will text or call me shortly after the podcast to discuss some of this stuff. And I really do enjoy that. I always have time for that. Um, and so I'd love to hear from you. Um, again, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Um, and listen, if you go camping like I did uh, this past weekend, make sure you bundle up. It is colder than normal out there. I got a little bit chilly. Um, it was supposed to go into the low, uh, the mid to low 50s. It ended up going into the mid to low 40s, which is a big difference. Thankfully, we were all well prepared. It all worked out, uh, but just keep that in mind. You want to stay warm out there. Uh, hopefully, it will warm up so that you can get some time in the pool as we all want to do. Um, but stay safe out there. Go buy and sell some houses and let's have a great rest of the year together. <music>